Today on Locked On Rockies, are two Rockies rookies flying under the radar? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 27th day of June in the year 2023. I'm your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, coming to you from my unfortunately barren Locked On Rockies studio here in the middle of a move, but we're still bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, guess what? You are in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day. And if you're an everydayer out there, I want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And I want to thank you for joining us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. The easiest and best way to help the show is to go to Locked On Rockies on YouTube, hit subscribe, and that helps the show grow. And you can be part of the show and fire off your Rockies hot takes, your questions, and more when you're part of the Locked On Rockies live chat. When you see us live on YouTube, you can hop in, you can post your hot takes and questions. We answer them, we talk about them here. We love. Of the Rockies fans around here because that's what I am. I am your Rockies fan extraordinaire, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk here for three seasons now, following this team my entire life. Today on the pod, I want to talk about the rookies, the young guys, two of them in particular that were left off of the rookie power rankings on June from June 27th here from MLB. Corbin Carroll at the top spot of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Gunnar Henderson at the two spot with the Baltimore Orioles. Joss Young of the Texas Rangers. Ellie De Cruz of, of the Cincinnati Reds. Hunter Brown for the Astros. Yuri Perez for the Marlins. Masataka Yoshida for the Red Sox. Kodai, Sung, Kodai Senga for the Mets. Matt McClain for the Reds. And Jordan Walker for the St. Louis Cardinals. And an interesting thing there is there's no Rockies rookies on that. But interestingly enough, two teams that have struggled-ish this year, I guess you can say the Red Sox haven't necessarily, quote-unquote, struggled when they're still a 40-39 and 39 team playing 500 ball. They're just in a tougher division with teams doing that. So maybe that's not fair to say, but in the case of Jordan Walker, that team's not very good. And Jordan Walker has had an immediate impact on his club and uh, has certainly been able to uh, show that he can handle major league level and, and has major league pop and is certainly a, a very exciting player. But statistically, he's worse than both Nolan Jones and Ezekiel Tovar. Ezekiel Tovar and Nolan Jones have played more games and have certainly been uh, more impactful in more games this season for the Colorado Rockies than he has for the Cardinals. I'm just wondering if this is an instance where your influences come from these other teams. I don't understand, quite understand why Jordan Walker would get a pass if it comes down to, hey, let's look at this. And Jordan Walker has higher average and higher offensive numbers than the uh, the Rockies. He's been leaving the yard already six times. He's driven in 20, stolen three bags, certainly on a great path and trajectory for the uh for the Cardinals and he's only in that and he's done this uh while batting 302 and 139 at bats 
But overall, as a player, when you do the advanced metrics and when you factor in everything, I mean, that OPS plus of 129 is great, that OPS of 841, but he's a minus 0.4 when it comes to baseball references war. And it's June, it's the middle of the season, it's 150 at-bats, but still... I just ask that why is someone who technically is a negative is is a is playing below average baseball a better uh pow- higher on your quote unquote power rankings than two players that are playing above average baseball Ezekiel Tovar currently uh, a 1.4 uh, WAR here according to Baseball Reference 263 at bats uh, seven home runs 262 batting average uh, 34 runs 33 RBI three stolen bases an OBP of 296 slugging of 430 an OPS 726 and an OPS plus of 87 Walker obviously has better offensive numbers in some categories certainly but Tovar also has mm, about 130 more at bats than Walker does uh and then let's go to Nolan Jones who is a kind of a similar story when it comes to at bats and things like that Nolan Jones only has 98 at bats on the year and uh, he's currently sitting at a 1.4 war 31 hits uh in those 98 at bats five of them being home runs a batting average of 316 13 runs, 14 RBI, five stolen bases, an OBP of 391, a slugging of 551, an OPS of 942, and an OPS plus of 143. Now, I'm just curious, by my math, 143 is higher than 129, and there are just about, there are certainly more categories where Nolan Jones outranks Jordan Walker, uh, but again, difference there in at bats uh, walker is sitting at about roughly about 40 to 50 more at bats it's obviously that's just some quick math off the top of my head 139 at bats uh, for walker compared to 98 now i might just be splitting hairs here certainly but it kind of just continues here uh there are other examples where you look at it the, both nolan jones and uh, Ezekiel Tovar are higher wins above replacement than uh, than Kodai Senga. And kind of tough to compare those, obviously, as well. Who's Senga's been great pitching for the Mets. But again, when you're looking at these kind of power rankings and putting them on top of them, you, you, you can't disregard wins above replacement here as a stat. It can't be the only thing you're looking here. So, you know, maybe not the most fair uh, comparison there uh, for, for the Rockies. But... it's not a big deal it's not necessarily something that is game-changing that the Rockies rookies aren't on these lists I think that you should uh you should be looking at these and be encouraged by the fact that in uh, amidst this tumultuous season and amidst all of these issues and things of that nature two Rockies rookies that had had serious you know that that could have serious impact potential Nolan Jones was can you know has a, a history of being highly regarded and and was someone the Rockies traded for and made a move to get and Ezekiel Tovar obviously has been one of the Rockies top prospects for a while that's the big thing I think taking away from when I was breaking these down and and, and not getting too upset in some random middle late June rookie power rankings from social media 
it's great to see that these two Rockies rookies are are really leading the way and uh, and 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 stepping up in situations and and stepping up to the major league level. Two guys that I think really wanted to make a name for themselves, and maybe they're not going to get it recognized on the national scale, but at least for Rockies fans and for us watching this season and going through it, you know who Ezekiel Tovar and Nolan Jones are because they are putting up the performances to back it up. Not blowing you out of the water, yes. And, and when you look at the numbers of some of the and, and some of the names on that list, you can't deny that there are other rookies uh, playing better ball than these two. But when we're taking it from a Rockies perspective, and when we're, when we're looking at it from a Rockies perspective, we can sit there and be encouraged by the Rockies and point out that yeah, when it comes to the bottom of these power rankings, or when you're looking at at uh, you know. Who can make some moves? The Rockies do deserve a little bit more love, especially when you can't use the excuse of just bad teams, uh, whatever. When you're putting up a, a St. Louis Cardinal in there, and you and you have a pitcher for a, fi a, a middling Red Sox team, when you look at the other names and when you look at the other teams of these rookies on this list. You can't really argue with the success and the runs that they're going on. Corbin Carroll, obviously, being, uh, uh, you know, and the D-backs the have been great. Same with, uh, you know, for the Orioles, the Rangers, the Reds, the, the, the uh, Astros, the Marlins. But when I see Red Sox, Mets, and St. Louis getting higher up on these power rankings, and uh, I think that is one more I wanted to, uh, to bring up here. Uh, Ma uh, Mata Yoshida for the Red Sox. He's currently, he has 268 at-bats, so kind of closer in this category to Tovar. And he's a, he doesn't have as much wins above replacement. He's got Tovar in a couple areas, including batting average, runs. Uh, you know, so, so he does have uh, some of the advantages over, again, when you, the, the batting line for, for Yoshida is better than Tovar. But is, is Yoshida playing much better defense than, than Tovar enough to make that much of a significant impact that he's really changing this, this Red Sox team and this outlook of this Red Sox team that is currently sitting in last place in their division by three games and is currently 13 games back out of the lead in the AL East? They've won more games than the Rockies, so that that's a metric there as well. Maybe I think the benefit. I think you're not going to take a a Red Sox. I'm you know I think that's why you look at a solid performing Red Sox rookie on a Red Sox team that's at least 500, and of course you're going to put his name on there. It's a little more recognizable. But when it comes down to brass tacks, there are some names on this list that are benefiting from the teams that they play from and the where they are and and the the biases of these teams and. Just like every other Rocky in the history of time, Ezekiel Tovar and Nolan Jones are flying under the radar a little bit. Not the end of the world, not the worst thing. And at the end of the day, I care way more about seeing them and their impact on the Rockies than ever seeing them on some list. But, hey, these guys can't keep performing like this and not get recognition and not get looked at as some of the top performing rookies of the year, especially if, uh, if, if they keep doing what they're doing. Nolan Jones at the dish and, and you know, and, and, Tovar at the dish and especially defensively as well. So kind of my take on uh, on that. And uh, let's dive into a little bit more of the actual game coming up tonight. The Rockies are going up against their dreaded rivals, the dreaded Dodgers tonight. And there's always a sense of dread going into these games. But there is an opportunity for the Rockies if they can stay in games. We'll talk about that here coming up in segment number two. 
Before we do that, though, got to tell you about our friends at eBay Motors. eBay Motors is going to help you build the championship team because every player is a perfect fit on a championship team. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fits and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions do apply this is the Locked On Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service and on the SiriusXM app and SiriusXM radio. Just search Locked On Rockies, or if you want your play-by-play coverage of your Colorado Rockies, search Colorado Rockies on that app, and you'll be taken to where you need to go and uh, get the feeds of your choice for your Rockies coverage. want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day, and want to thank our everydayers out there like Lux Ace who reminds us that CJ Crone returns to the Colorado Rockies tonight. We'll see how much of an impact that means for the Rockies when it comes to power production and for the fate of CJ Crone. Honestly, there is a lot. I think CJ Crone comes back with a lot of question marks and a lot of uncertainty around what is going to be the, the, the plan going forward with CJ Crone and his time with the Colorado Rockies. Certainly, we want to see him thrive. Certainly, we want to see him bounce back. And certainly, we want to see him hit some big-time home runs for the Colorado Rockies. But he's, he is certainly of interest uh, here. And yes, uh, as uh, we uh, we got KB. Yes, Chris Bryant, still a member of the Colorado Rockies, in case you forgot, like I often have. Uh, he is rehabbing and will be uh, hopefully rejoining the Rockies at some point soon. And uh, there's one thing, though. Coming up here, before all that happens and uh, before Chris Bryant returns, the Rockies got to get through this Dodgers team. And there's this the Dodgers are often someone that, of course, dominate the Rockies and uh, someone that uh, makes things not very fun for the Rockies. But when you look at one area for the Dodgers this year and one area for the Rockies to have to take advantage of have to exploit if the Rockies are going to win this because they're going up because this you know they got Kershaw on the bump here it's the classic matchup where the Rockies are probably gonna have their backs up against the wall in this one the difference being this Dodgers team isn't as intimidating when it comes to the bullpen if the Rockies can maybe get to Clayton Kershaw can chase Clayton Kershaw and get him out of out of the game am I this is at Coors Field you know, if the Rockies can, we, we know what can happen there uh, with uh, with uh, the, with our lovely ballpark. If the Rockies can chase Kershaw, if the Rockies can chase the starters, they can get access to a bullpen that has really not been uh, all that great for the Dodgers this year. Uh, when you look, I'm looking at covers.com. Uh, they have L.A. in the bottom five, actually just above the Rockies. Uh, when it comes to bullpen performance, uh, the Rockies and Dodgers have similar bullpen ERAs, 4.68 and a 4.82 uh, ERAs for their 19 saves for the Dodgers. Uh, they got a whip, uh, the Rockies bullpen whip of 1.51, and uh, but the Dodgers sitting there at 1.31, uh, 3.3. So 
you know, they're, they're certainly susceptible to giving up walks and hits in, uh, in key situations. And a big note to factor here, a big thing, if, especially if the Rockies want, can, want to get after this bullpen, 38 home runs given up by, uh, by the, the, the bullpen of the Dodgers here uh, in this one. And then uh, given up 134 walks to 294 strikeouts. So certainly not the dominance that we know and have seen from this uh from this Dodgers bullpen. If the Rockies can use the long ball and and they've been I'd slowly seeming to hit a few more home runs, they can do some damage. This is a a Dodgers team again in the top in the bottom 5 of giving up well I guess top 5 in uh, in home runs allowed here. They are uh in the uh the bottom half of baseball when it comes to whip uh, and uh, they're also again bottom five or top five most runs given up. So this that's the weakness. The, the the Dodgers are showing that they that at this point that they have a weakness. You got Coors Field, and you need to you need to if you really want to flip the momentum and flip the script, you got to go out there and and beat your dreaded rivals, especially after the weekend. And I know it was just a series win. I know it just happened, but. <laughs> We talked about how big of a cloud that Saturday has over the Rockies, and it's, it's baseball. We've already really moved on. It's it's very much in the rearview mirror. But you can completely wash away that the, the thoughts of that if you can go out, beat Clayton Kershaw in your, on your home ground. Defend Coors Field this series. Because as we saw on Saturday, it can't get out of hand. And the Dodgers do still have the ability to dominate baseball games. And they need to, these are crucial games for the Dodgers who have found themselves in in third place in the NL West, only a game behind uh, San Francisco and only three behind Arizona. But this is a team that needs this series. And this is a team that's won four of their last five, including two out of three against their dreaded, you know, Houston, a dreaded rival. This is a Dodgers team that is heating up and playing better baseball. And this is a Dodgers team that isn't afraid to go on the road, especially a place like Coors Field. 124 home runs for this Dodgers lineup here uh, with an OBP of 325 slugging of 443. They still have the thump. Remember, this is still Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, and and I mean, and the list goes on and on and on. I mean, when you're the, the, this is a, a stacked Dodgers team, even if they are underperforming by their standards here. So, how do the Rockies win this series? You gotta hit some long balls, and you gotta get to the bullpen, and you gotta attack that bullpen when you have opportunities. If they give you a walk, if the Rockies get a free base, they have to be clutch and they have to be timely when it comes to things because that's really the true weakness because you know that Clayton Kershaw is going to come in this game and give them most likely a solid start. The Rockies, however, have shown that they can get after Clayton Kershaw. It's it's, It's the one thing about playing the Dodgers all the time. You kind of know what's coming at you. You know what players you got to deal with. They've always been good and they're always a pain, but you have the tape. You have the experience. And a key thing, at, like Lux Ace puts out there too, if you want to win this series, your starters got to give you innings. Rocky starters need to go to the sixth at least. They need to go deeper into ballgames to make sure that this bullpen isn't overused. It's overused, it's overworked, and it's continuing to trend downwards instead of where it used to be at one of the better bullpens in the league. Every time the Rockies need their starting pitching, the Rockies starters need to keep the Rockies in ball games and need to keep things close. 
They need to limit the big damage and limit the big innings. We've seen it so often, that, and we especially saw it this weekend, but the big innings, the crooked number innings, getting out of jams, they need their starters to do that, and they need their starters to go deeper in the game because it's if you're going to beat a team like the Dodgers, you got to capitalize on mistakes, and everybody's got to be firing on, 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 on all cylinders and you got to make sure that you can that 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 you're playing the best you can uh, here against against the best. This is the, the Rockies get a lot of reminders about playing good teams. About, that's one thing about playing in the NL West. Until you can start making noise in in the, if when the Rockies make noise in the division, that's the sign of them with things on the uh, of uh, uh, things are solid in Rockies land. And the Rockies got a chance. To, 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 you know, really shake things up in the NLS. The Rockies have a big-time spoiler chance when they play any of their NLS rivals. And out of all of them, wouldn't you love for the Rockies to play spoiler against the Dodgers the most? Dodgers uh, already up in the se- uh, season series against the Rockies, uh, outscoring the Rockies 18-6 to to kick off the season there or uh, back in April. Can't say I've missed playing the Dodgers too much. Certainly not uh, uh, too bummed about uh, not seeing them uh, too too much. But uh, anyway, that's the keys. That's the that the, the the key area the Rockies need to uh, to focus on. It's it's really pitching is going to play a massive role. The Rockies getting after the weaker uh, LA Dodgers bullpen and the Rockies starters keeping them uh, in the ball game and going up against a a loaded Dodgers team. Uh, let's talk about a pitcher that was DFA'd here, and uh, is it a fit for the Rockies? We will talk about it here coming up in segment number three. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. I'm Paul Holden, your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And we've been talking about uh, Rockies rookies today. We've been talking about how the Rockies can win this series against the Dodgers, attacking that bullpen. And uh, I saw an interesting thing today, and uh, I, I don't know if it's a fit for the Rockies, but when you're looking at someone that the Rockies might be taking a look at, uh, it, it, it might happen. But before we do that, I want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And uh, to remind you, we are free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. You can also check us out on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. And you can also get all your play-by-play action there. Um, let's see. Lux Ace says, if Charlie was playing, we would win as well. Chucks does good against the NOS. He's seen a lot of the NOS. That's certainly true. Uh, we, uh, Chuck, was, Chuck was doing all right. I mean, I'm, it's very... We're going to have to keep our eyes on, on the, the the story of Chuck Nasty will continue to get more and more interesting here. And, uh, of course, if you, yeah, CJ Chrome back in the lineup for the Rockies tonight. That's going to be another big X factor, hopefully. Man, it would be great if CJ Chrome could just find that swing again. It's coming back from injury, tightness in the back. It's uh, been it, it hampering him for, for a bit. So you kind of sit there and, I, I don't know, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm sprinkling uh, a little bit of reality on my expectations here for for Crone right off of uh, the the IL. But DFA'd by the Mariners today is Chris Flexen, and Chris Flexen was tre- did get some starts 
for the Mariners this year, and it didn't go well. <laughs> and uh, But he has had some success and comes from a Mariners pitching system where the, the they, they know what they're doing out there. He's uh, someone that can strike out a lot of batters. He's gone uh, over 100 innings the past two seasons. The problem is... He's given up a lot of extra base hits. He's given up a lot of runs. Everything is really, really high up. And the Rockies just aren't, you, you can't really afford that, I guess. But it's it, if it's, it's it's a waiver pickup, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm always making sure I'm ironing out and, and going through the details. But if it's just a waiver wire, if it's if it's just uh, to see how, you know, take a flyer for a year, another patch the whole veteran type of guy, it's fine. But it doesn't necessarily; it won't necessarily sit there and excite me, especially because I mean, Flexen was certainly an impact uh, for for some of the Mariners' success there, especially in 2021. Uh, that season, they uh, they just missed out on the playoffs, and then, but still, the Rockies can kind of the Rockies need someone who can go deeper in ball games, but unfortunately, you can't necessarily count on Flexen to do that. Uh, he's already given a, in 42 innings pitched this year, given up 11 home runs. 36 earned runs, 29 strikeouts there uh, to uh, 19 walks. Uh, everything just uh, seems very off about Flexen right now, and I'm not necessarily sure that he uh, that coming back to or going to a place like Coors Field is going to be the remedy for that. I mean, if you if you look at the trajectories, he's he's on pace to set a, a career high in, in home runs allowed and earned runs allowed and just about everything. Uh, if you give him more time, but change of scenery, change of pace, and uh, and maybe a, a different, maybe somehow Daryl Scott can can reach him and 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 make an impact. I don't necessarily think that's the case, but someone that has had success and someone that has gone that has pitched a lot of innings was is available. And if it ain't gonna cost you too much and it, it ain't gonna be too much, you might take a look at it. I just don't necessarily think it, it I, I I think you can kind of you know what you're the the warning signs of someone that that would not handle altitude well and handle the the the, the traveling back and forth and and between the two are there. But at this point in 2023 with the Rockies like who cares? I mean, who cares? <laughs> Why not? Like especially when you're looking especially if it's somebody that if he if he does if Flexen does come over to the Rockies, if he gets to the sixth inning and he lets up four runs or whatever, and the Rockies are within two and striking distance the whole time, we did, the Rockies just need starters that to start getting deeper in ball games. And if Flexen can tap into some of the stuff that he has in the past, it might be an option. It's not a long term fix, but it's a fix for 2023 or a, at least a possible option. But I don't see the Rockies making the move. It's just a, a name that uh, that might have been interesting at a position of interest for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Rockies take on the Dodgers tonight. This is the third game of the season against these two teams. Uh, 640 Mountain Time at Coors Field. We'll be breaking all the down, all the action right here on Locked On Rockies. And we thank you for tuning in today because that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Rockies. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day and checking us out on all your favorite streaming services and Sirius XM. You can also uh, check out Locked On Buffs, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Nuggets, Locked On Broncos for more Colorado sports coverage. You can see it all on the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, folks, find us. 
Subscribe to Locked on Rockies on YouTube. Best way to help the show grow. And until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked on Rockies podcast.